This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Here we go, hour three. It is a great day for talk radio. And by the way, uh, when it comes to this kind of weather, we can tolerate this. I mean, the rain has pretty much dissipated. We got, uh, well, not a lot of sunshine in the forecast, although Sunday's supposed to live up to its name and uh, be sunny and warm, hoping for a better weekend because it's been unseasonably cool for the early start of May anyway, although I did get my first round of golf in today, despite the single-digit weather and uh, a lot of drizzle and things like that. I feel good about myself and the prospects for uh, something to look forward to and live for. Uh, However, there are folks uh, for whom this has not been a a good week, week and a half, and uh, it's going to continue to be a challenge because the cleanup from these floods in the Muskoka area, Huntsville is now basically uh, stabilized and uh, the water started to recede. But in the Bracebridge, Minden Hills, Muskoka Lakes area, it's still touch and go. And they haven't lifted the state of emergency there. They're saying even after uh, the floodwaters abate, it's going to be a cleanup of, uh, you know, monumental proportion. Because the flooding has impacted about uh, 1,100 residences in total, similar to the number in the big flood of 2013. Ottawa, more or less stable. Renfrew, uh, a little northwest, is still in a tricky situation. And there you go. Uh, As for people's homes being impacted... You know, there's a fund, I guess, I didn't know about this, but uh, despite insurance and whether or not you're covered, depending on where you live, floodplain, that kind of thing, uh, there's a fund that you can dip into that the provincial government makes available up to as much as $250,000, which is, well, it's rather generous, I guess, insofar as your home being impacted, but if you lost the whole darn thing, two fifty dollars may not cover it, that or a Tony Cottage. However, when it comes to affordability of homes, this is a big issue, as we know. It's been bandied about. For the last number of years, affordability and access and uh, whether or not people can get into the market and whether enough homes are being built, because it really does dwell on supply as the principal issue here. The government's come out with a new initiative, More Homes, More Choice, Ontario's Housing Supply Action Plan. The Minister of Municipal Affairs and Housing, Steve Clark, is with us on the line to explain what this is all about. Minister, good to have you on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Well, thanks for having me back, John. It's a, it's a real pleasure. It was a great day for uh, me to table uh, More Homes, More Choice, our Ontario Housing Supply Action Plan. It was a, a very good press conference, and we've had uh, great comments so far. All right. Well, I guess, you know, uh, in our view of things, uh, yours and mine, supply is really an issue when it comes to affordability and homes that are uh, being built so that people can get into them. Uh, would you agree supply is the issue, and what are you doing about that aspect? Well, I've said uh, right from day one that uh, we have a housing supply problem in this province. And let's face it, for too long, uh, government has uh, stood in the way of increasing housing supply. Ultimately, the losers are families, uh, first-time home buyers, uh, seniors looking to downside and, and downsize. And this is really uh, why I uh, brought forward this legislation. It's why we've consulted widely on this. We've announced a number of things. In the past, today it was the introduction of uh, of my bill, Bill 108, uh, and we've also signaled a number of new things. But the bottom line is that young family who dreams of uh, of realizing home ownership that's uh, that's that's really been the key that uh, that has driven me in uh, in putting forward a number of measures over a number of ministries that will really deal with the housing supply issue. Well, you mentioned a a number of ministries. My understanding is this legislation that you've tabled today is going to amend 13 government acts. That sounds like a wholesale change of sorts. Well, it, it, there is a number of changes. We've worked uh, across uh, across a number of ministries to make changes in cutting red tape, 
making costs for homeowners more predictable and looking at innovative approaches on home ownership and building design. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, I think there are a number of things we can do to deal with the missing middle. There's a number of different types of housing that uh, we're really lacking now, uh, including rental housing. And then finally, we, uh, we want to maintain uh, some of the environmental stewardship that, uh, that Ontario has uh, become uh, known for and uh, really respecting uh, some of the sectors that are most important to us, like the agriculture sector. So it's a, it's a, it was a great day today for us to put in place uh, the beginnings of a comprehensive plan to ad address our housing crisis and really build more homes that meet people's, uh, meet people's budgets. All right, well, let me get to uh, some of these specifics here, and I'll get to the environmental concerns because those have been raised recently. Uh, people feeling, well, the wetlands may be compromised and you're giving developers a green light to go in there and, uh, you know, access uh, environmentally sensitive lands. But the other uh, complaint is that this is somehow, this is what I've heard anyway, uh, favorable to developers at the expense of certain communities because you're basically reverting to the old Ontario Municipal Board model uh, where, again, any complaints or uh, concerns go before the OMB and they do lean to uh, development for the most part. Uh, what do you say in response? Well, first of all, uh, the person I'm standing up for is that uh, young family that wants to uh, have a new home. It's for that family who is living in a 700-square-foot apartment with a couple of kids who dreams of having a, a larger accommodation, the senior that wants to downsize, the person that wants to provide a second unit. Those are the people, make no mistake, that I'm, I'm fighting for. Uh, and, and quite frankly, you know, using the OMB uh, uh, first, uh, there are... There are thousands of units that are stuck uh, at the tribunal, the uh, number of uh, legacy cases, the backlog uh, is delaying construction of new and affordable homes across this uh, province. A part of our initiative today is to create uh, a blitz team that would deal with the backlog, that would cut the red tape, uh, reduce the delays and deliver, you know, fair decisions. Ultimately, that's uh, what our planning appeal process should do. It should uh, allow uh, the LPAT to manage and decide those cases to really unlock that uh, development. Uh, as minister, sure, I want to reduce uh, and streamline. I want to make sure that we, we get more housing uh, developed more quickly at a price people can afford. But I'd look pretty foolish if I was able to uh, deal with the deadlines and then have someone wait 24 or 36 months uh, to wait for an LPAT uh, hearing to take place. I needed to do something. There were, were tens of thousands of units that were stuck at the tribunal, and, and this decision today I think is a very important one moving forward to signal that, uh, that we want the backlog uh, brought forward. And LPAT is the local government. This was under the Wynn Liberals, I guess, that the OMB was uh, sort of shuttered and it went to that model instead. Steve Clark is with us, the Minister of Municipal Affairs and Housing, introducing this plan, More Homes, More Choice, Ontario's Housing Supply Action Plan. Well, what about streamlining uh, environmental assessments? I mean, I know developers complain that there's a lot of red tape and regulation ties it up. It takes years to get approvals and the pipe put in and blah, 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 blah. But the environmentalists say this is just going to steamroller sensitive areas. And your response? Yeah, no, the, the Environmental Protection Act, uh, you know, there we, we, we needed to look at a, a number of measures that were very low risk, that, that no other jurisdiction 
uh, deals at, at the environmental uh, assessment level. Things like uh, snow plowing, uh, de-icing, uh, creating roadside parks or creating bike lanes, uh, th those were very low-risk projects that uh, really no other jurisdiction dealt with. Um, so ag again, uh, it was something that we felt uh, from a low-risk perspective would be appropriate to deal with. And as well with environmental, or, sorry, with endangered species, uh, I want to make it clear that our government will always maintain strong standards of environmental protection. Our invasive or in, Endangered Species Act is uh, considered the gold standard, and it will continue to, to do so. Um, you know, where, where we tend to disagree with some of our critics is we feel that you can both protect uh, endangered species and also uh, improve uh, our, our, uh, our way of life in Ontario and have a, a healthy economy. So I think we can have healthy protections for endangered species and, and, a, and, a, and a healthy economy. And again, I, I believe that, uh, that some of the protections that are existing in this legislation, uh, they're, they're going to remain. Um, you know, there are going to be some new measures, but, but all of the protections to protect habitat, to protect species at risk are all, all going to remain as part of this legislation. We want a balanced uh, response. We want to ensure uh, that uh, the environment is at top of mind. And I, and I want to say, John, at the announcement today, I wanted to reaffirm that nothing we announced today uh, compromised the green belt in any way, shape, or form. Premier Ford and I have been crystal clear, we are going to protect the green belt in all of its beauty. Yeah, on the environmental front, though, I mean, uh, this is something where we, I think we talked about this uh, fairly recently. Uh, the developers would pay into a trust fund for the protection of certain species, but, uh, you know, they would have a year and uh, then, I guess, would be greenlit. And then the Green Party leader, Mike Schreiner, comes on and says, well, this is basically giving a right to kill to the developers. What do you say in response to that? Well, there's a, there's a, you know, the, the, in this bill, there's the creation of a crown agency uh, to uh, deal with endangered species conservation trust, and it's the first of its kind in in Canada uh, to put forward a trust for the protection of endangered species. Again, this uh, bill uh, has been the gold standard for about ten years. It will still. Be uh, a bill that uh, that is, is provides protection uh, to endangered species, species at risk, their habitat. It will encourage stewardship activities around endangered species. Uh, again, it, it it provides that balance between protecting endangered species and also having a vibrant economy. And I think it strikes that right balance. All right, uh, we'll wait and see. Again, this is more homes, more choice, Ontario's housing supply action plan. Uh, see how it all plays out. Thank you, Minister. Thanks, John. Steve Clark, again, is the Minister of Municipal Affairs and Housing. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.